Welcome to the Afro Gamer Podcast, where we discuss everything gaming and esports in Africa. We speak to different personalities, pro players, the presidents of esports association, anyone and everyone who is into esports in Africa. My name is Ife. We'll be discussing um, the coronavirus and its effect on esports in Africa. With me today's panel, I have um, Dr. Wale Ogulano, who is a health practitioner, the CEO of um, Cave Gaming, and is a member of Esports Nigeria. And I have two familiar faces with us. I have um, Kwesi Hayford, I'm sorry, who is the president of um, Ghana Esports Association, and Emmanuel, the president of um, Esports Nigeria. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Ify. Okay, so for viewers who are watching, if you cannot hear us, you can always just leave us a comment as to you can't hear me or you cannot hear any of the panelists and we'll try and adjust it. Um, so let's jump into it. Let's start with what is the coronavirus all about? Because, you know, a lot of people are not informed and they just think, some don't believe in it, some think it's a conspiracy theory, and um, I would um, let um, Dr. Wale Ogulano, you know, direct us from here. Okay, all right. So, um, first of all, thank you for having me, and it's a pleasure uh, being here with my president and um, also meeting Koisi as well. Uh, it's nice meeting every one of you. Um, the COVID-19 outbreak, Actually, um, I think it, it started in 2019 and um, started in Wuhan, China. A lot of us uh, must have heard as at the time when it was in China and um, before it became a global pandemic in March. So um, basically, now the coronavirus is not new, but what, what makes this one unique is the fact that um, this particular strain of virus is the, this is the first time that it's been isolated, that it's having contact with human beings. But um, in 2012, I think when we had the SARS virus, the SARS virus is also a family member of the, um, co that's the coronavirus. It's also a family member of the coronavirus as well. So, and um, we've also had the MERS, that's the Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome 2, and that happened in the Middle East. And that one is, was also a family of coronavirus. But this particular strain, the novel coronavirus, um, this one that we call COVID-19, is, is the first time. This is the first time we are isolating this strain in human beings. So that's why it has been quite atypical. And um, when it happens, the, the major symptoms that people begin to have is cough and, and high-grade fever. And um, sometimes they have headache, abdominal pain, like vomiting. Uh, they, they have abdominal pains. They, they also have diarrhea sometimes. And um, it's, it can be very tricky. Now, what people really, what makes it really bad is when um, respiratory distress, that's when the person's lungs become overwhelmed with the disease and the person is unable to breathe properly and gas, that's air, is unable to pass through from the nostrils into the lungs and then into the blood vessels. So I think when the lungs begin to get compromised, that's when fatalities really occur. And um, it's a, it causes a kind of viral pneumonia. That's what it actually causes. 
and um, it can become very overwhelming and it can become lethal. You can see in the US, they've had or oh, they've recorded over 8,000 deaths. In Italy, they've had um, over, I think, 20,000. It's, it's been overwhelming. In China, well, it was controlled. But so far now, we've had over 1 million infections worldwide. So I think um, the time to take it seriously is now. The mortality rate, the last time I checked it was 4.8%. So that means out of every 100 people, about five people might die out of it. But the funny thing is that the funny thing with numbers is that we don't always um, look at it. But imagine people dying from something. I, I mean, that's something to really uh, be serious about. And we already have serious problems. For example, in West Africa, we already have the Ebola. Uh, we have Ebola. We have Lassa fever in Lagos, that's in Nigeria. And these are overwhelming things. So the world right now is we've gotten to that point where it, it, it's just crazy. It's either we are battling Lassa fever this morning and then COVID-19, or we are actually dealing with Ebola. Because even in places like Syria alone, we are still having some new cases of uh, Ebola virus. So oh, if wow. yeah. Wow, that, 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 is, that is a lot to, to, take, to take in. Yeah. To take in. Um, yeah. So from, <laughs> from, from the, from the esports side of things, um, Chrissy Hayford, how do you think this has affected um, esports as a whole? Okay, so basically, for esports, it's just the physical presence of esports that have been affected, like the physical hosting of events. But when you bring it online, which most of it, most of esports strive, it is it has become the option or the go-to for us. So I mean, they said, well, something is getting destroyed, something is getting better. I mean, for us. For, for, for us, esports is actually becoming the tool for communication now. It's yeah. being used in, uh, in, in trying to bring people together. People are using esports to raise funds, even for the COVID uh, um, 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 pandemic. So esports, basically, um, when you look at the physical hosting of events, it has really affected us. And, and when you look at the conferences, um, um, GDC and all the um, E3, all these conferences have been cancelled. And when you look at a conference per se, you look at the organizers, you look at all the logistics that comes in place to host it. This is huge money. So, in a way, it's affected um, um, and the tournament organizers, game industry, um, also spectators, and a whole lot of industries. But not to say that it has also boosted out the other side of of esports, which is like online engagement, um, um, uh, more tournament, more engagement in the front of uh, um, content production. It has also given us a voice. Um, this is the first time a lot of people are getting to know about esports. What is this? And apart from esports, the whole gaming industry as well. Mm, thank you very much for that, Chrissy. Before we jump forward, there's a question from one of our viewers. Um, Whitney Osei is throwing a question at Dr. Wale Ogulana. She says, why does it become lethal in some people who don't have any pre-existing respiratory conditions? Okay, I one of the things that we have discovered is, I, I, I mentioned earlier that it affects the lungs. So, um, and then they develop um, a pneumonia-like, that's pneumonia-like 
um, clinical picture. So, and because of that, pneumonia can be very deadly when you look at it because that is inflammation of the lung tissue. And what that means is that um, the, the spaces where gas is supposed to exchange with, um, the, the spaces where gas is supposed to exchange with fluid, that space become clogged up with more fluid. So air cannot pass through. And as a result of that, people will on it be the um, the blood will not be oxygenated, and so many complications like that. That's number one. Then number two, young people who have history of smoking, smoking has been shown to have um, damage, so um, damage on the lungs, and because of that, and because of the fact that this virus affects mostly the lungs these people have difficulty coping with COVID-19. So we've discovered that in countries where smoking is prevalent, in fact, in places like Europe, uh, I happen to study in Europe, so I know a lot about their smoking, the, their, um, you know, their lifestyle, the lifestyle of smoking. So smoking is actually a big picture here. That's why young people might actually have trouble coping with this disease. And the first advice I will, um, the first advice I will give to anyone is do not smoke at this point in time. Just make sure you stop. If you are a smoker, you just have to stop smoking because you will only compound the issues. So, if I... Oh, thank you very much for that. Thank you very much for that education. Um, so, Emmanuel, this question is for you. Um, a lot are spectating this COVID-19 as a gift and a cost for esports. A cost meaning, like, um, like Chrissy said, it has canceled all the fiscal events, all the fiscal tournaments, but the blessing now is it's kind of giving esports a claim into sporting activities and is encouraging more online content. What's your take on that? Okay, um, for the average game, I would say that um, the lockdown brought about by the COVID 19 breakouts um, is no disruption to. Gaming from their different locations, and they're giving normal access to the team now 
we see how that means that we have planned long before the lockdown we are very well on COVID-19. And trust me, we do not have to do any change, any shift whatsoever. We just carry on. So even if COVID-19 was not happening right now, this same event that we've gone into so it wasn't like we had to alter our system and say, okay, oh, let's now go online. We were always going online. And the event I'm talking about that has seen 13 African countries come together to take part in the biggest uh, coffee event on the continent of Africa. So, in a sense, it's not a cross per se, you know, for gamers. But the only challenge is um, gaming, esports and gaming comes in two ways. There's online gaming, offline gaming. For now, there is next to zero offline gaming. I say next to zero because there's, there's some off offline gaming still happening. Because, for instance, um, a couple of friends who meet together in the same place, you know, can actually put, I mean, when I say same place, I don't mean same city. You may live in the same house. Yes. Your roommates. And so, social distancing won't happen there. You know, because if you are living in the same house already, then it's assumed that either both of you have the virus or you don't have it. So, either we can still um, take part in offline gaming. So, we are seeing offline gaming happen when very small almost negligible um effects of majority up to 99.9 percent you know of gaming now is happening online and we have seen brands that have seen this as an opportunity to actually uh really exercise on doing it in fact it brings my mind to i don't know what to say about those guys when they first released their report that they said that um, gaming will be time to be a disease. I know many of us actually kicked back and said, No, that's so wrong. Yeah. And this same WHO now have come to say, Okay, because everybody's at home, let's play a pass together. That's the hashtag that is trending now. Let's play a pass together, play a home, alone together, blah, blah, blah. And like, oh, really? So now you know that we can play, you know, together. So, Esports has, I mean, COVID 19 has given the time, has given esports that confidence because that's what we are running to now. Just a few minutes ago, we had an international venue with the Island Nation of French Guadeloupe, you know, between Nigeria and French Guadeloupe. And we had a fantastic game. We had people from Nigeria, from Guadeloupe, and other countries of the world who came on the stream to watch the game spread across the English Premier League in their finances. All of them are not available. You know, so I would say that COVID 19 hasn't really disrupted this for so much because we're already in the thriving and doing well online. And so now that everyone has I would say it's like we live all along. And so now there's no disruption, no disruption, it's not a global for us. But it's global. And guess what? We are going to be seeing a lot, lot more online events that we're calling the person. Mm, thank you very much for that. Um, Emmanuel, you might have to adjust your mic. Um, listeners and viewers are not able to hear you clearly. Um, Whitney put up a comment saying, um, um, okay, she was. it was a comment and was directed at Dr. Um, Wale about, he mentioned that smokers should stay away from smoking now. And she was saying, um, what about hookah and vaping? 
And she said a lot, people, a lot of people think that doesn't count or it's not as dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I actually tried to respond immediately to the chat, uh, but let me just put it out there that vaping is just as dangerous as, um, that's vaping hookah is just as dangerous as smoking, if not even worse. We've discovered that lung cancer and all other, anything smoke related, that is um, true vaping and hookah, the same things can actually happen when you do that as compared with smoking tobacco and all of that. Okay, thank you very okay, much. Um, yes, go ahead, Chris. Uh, so, um, just to buttress on what uh, um, Ima was talking about, I just took up some notes. So, when you look at the other side of what COVID has brought about in esports and gaming, you could also see that it's bringing families together. The, I always go back to let's go back to the basis. What 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 is gaming actually? when we talk about um, family entertainment, we talk about PlayStation now in the house, we talk about gaming on phone. My wife plays Candy Cash, right? So now it's becoming family involved. Within my household, there are tense, intense that we play. Okay, so I play with my six-year-old. He has his time that he plays. Now I'm teaching him how to stream. Then I have a, uh, my 14-year-old boy. He likes playing. Uh, he has his time of practicing. You understand? So families are finding alternative ways to learn about esports and stuff like that. The other thing is that this same situation is propelling the, the gaming and esports technology to the next level. You understand? Technologies that we, we, we wish that were or the technologies of the future is now being incorporated now. You, you, you understand? Mm -hmm. There are technologies, for instance, it's, um, 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 this um, situation has propelled live streaming, which is live streaming actually came out of gaming industry. You understand? When you look at Twitch, which drives on live streaming, it's purely gaming. When you look at YouTube, which drives on live streaming, my 50 to 60% of the content created there, it is on gaming. When you look at Facebook, they are, they are pushing more of their, uh, um, their gaming because why? Gaming gives you the technology that propels you to stream. And if you even look at um, um, PlayStation, um, shared broadcast is embedded within the, the, the console on itself. You can game and you stream at the same time. So there are lots of technologies. I know of one guy that is developing a technology of streaming where people can share. Ima, you know about um, Hero? You know, this is the best time for Hero. Hero, Hero Life, which is expectating this is the best time for Hero Life to to really expand because now we could all watch and spectate, comment and, and enjoy the, the, the crowd experience of being in a space. You get it? So there are a lot of technologies that are coming up. I know of a couple of technologies within the gaming industry that is really going to explore the, the um, I, I've heard about this 360 VR experience where 
um, people are getting conferences within a 360, you feel like CV is within there, which is emanating from the gaming experience. There's another guy developing a live streaming whereby people can see just like what we are doing, but you'll be gaming and your picture or your video content will be on top of the gaming that you are doing. So, and this technology has been adapted by other um, um, establishment for the day-to-day uh, -day, um, communication that is being done. So um, then also education. Um, we are now finding different ways of teaching children. And it's because of COVID-19, esports and gaming is being used as a form of education. Now my kids can learn a whole lot of content via gaming. They are, people are finding gaming-related products because the kids, are, the kids are home. You understand? So what best way can you teach a kid is for him to give him in a playful environment, which I always say that the best way to learn is to play. So you're finding content on gaming or gamified education content and um, spelling bees uh, uh, there's another one um, Lego Lego games which if the kids plays you learn a whole lot because you have to read answer a question move to a next level read answer a question do a quest um, build something it's moving the kids because my kids are not in school and I'm not a teacher <laughs> I can help them to read books, but majority of the time, they can't be reading books from morning to evening. They have a time, but they spend more gaming. They can spend more gaming, but what? which other way can you use to teach a kid? To give him a game. That is education-based. That is STEM-based. That is now we're even moving from STEM to STEAM because you have to add art and craft in there right so it's also propelling education in a different way whereby i went to um a dancing school for kids invited me they want the way the the and and they use zoom to teach the kids who are at home and their parents how to do dancing you get it so and these are and i, I introduced to them this dance and uh, uh, Dance Central on Xbox 360 using Zoom to teach the kids. So it's, uh, it's amazing how it's, it's also bringing about new ways of educating not only ourselves, but also children who are the, who are the future. Thank you very much for that. Back to you. Yes, thank you very much. Okay. Um, please, if there's any question thrown out, if I throw it to someone and you want to add to it or buttress, you know, what the previous person, feel free to add to it. It's not just for that um, panelist. Anyone can answer it. Anyone can add to it. So now with coronavirus and esports in Africa, how do they intertwine in the sense where um, online gaming is something that is gradually growing in the in the esports space in Africa. How does that help 
now that there's no fiscal um there are no fiscal tournaments there's no fiscal um you know activities for esports how does the pandemic what role does it play in terms of promoting online gaming for esports in africa as a whole anyone is free to answer that question okay um let me like we said right they said um wherever you see i'm just trying to explain what you said wherever you see problem you know right there still you find opportunities i hope my sound is better now um i can hear you yeah. if any of the viewers cannot you can always just send us a message and you yeah, know i can hear you yeah so you can go ahead Mano. all right thank you so anywhere you have issues right in there you find opportunities also there are solutions right there and so um some of us have learned to always look to the positive side of things to see that in the midst of everything no matter how bad or good you know you can still make the most of it and get something out of it there's a saying that says that well, I, well, I give you lemons. You do what? You make lemons. <laughs> you do lemons. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I would say that if COVID-19 coming to Africa first, I must say that I'm very grateful that um, even though we have a virus in Africa, it is not so widespread. You know, we haven't seen... I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that at all. <laughs> you know you know president you know we don't have you, let, let me put it like this we don't have enough testing kits that that's one of the first problems yeah so and that will affect our statistics but let's just hope that it's not widespread okay so can i tell you that coronavirus didn't get to nigeria in march if, if coronavirus got to Wuhan in, in December. I can almost tell you for free that coronavirus is of I totally agree with you. In fact, I'm in total agreement with that. Yes. At some point, so, I, I, I at some point I clinically began to to suspect that we had some similar cases. Thank you. And, and so because Nigerians are very big creatures, we move everything. <laughs> So I want to believe that several people have come from Wuhan, from other um, cities in China, some people from Italy have come to Nigeria, and we haven't seen the widespread lot of lives. You know, and um, I say this with all sense of humility and with respect to the countries that have been badly hit, whether badly hit or not, it is dead, people are grieving for their loved ones that they have lost, you know. I say this with all humility and respect. But um, in Africa, we haven't seen that level of um, of uh, um, chaos, you know. And I'm grateful to God, you know, for that. And I hope that the little incidents that we have so far will just fill out and not spoil any further. Not just in Nigeria, but all over the world. We need to pray for the world, we pray for Italy, for Spain, for the US, for UK, Germany, Belgium. Um, the things you're seeing around are not so, they're not good. But of course, yep. I'll quickly use this medium also to tell everyone not to be afraid. You know, um, we need to be strong. We need not allow fear to uh, lead us. This will come and go. And okay. I hope it goes soonest. Um, like I've been telling people, coronavirus makes us care. I believe us here. I hope so. You know. So going back.
back to COVID-19 and um, Africa, um, we, like I said previously, we haven't been on the offline side that, that much. Uh, I know I was in Casablanca and Morocco last November. Yes, in UC. And um, there was an event I was due to attend again in Nigeria for May, which I'm very sure now will no longer at least happen without me. It's going to be pushed to another time during the year, not only civil to go you know, this year. Um, here in Nigeria also, we have had to um, put off so many events that we had been planning before. Um, at about this time, we concluding, normally, we concluding the National Sports, uh, sorry, National Sports Festival, you know, here in Nigeria, all of those events have been pushed because of the But um, as those offline events have been shut down, online events are being um, established. Just today, on the Esports Africa group, um, our friends in Djibouti, please remind me if I very much, posted just an Yeah, event. I think so. Yeah, posted an event this evening about um, a personal event that they're going to be having in Djibouti, you know, and I'm sure it's going to be online. You know, lack of the posing online. So I speak to you now, the Nigeria Esports League, NGESL, Planning, no, 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 not planning. We planned already. We have started running the uh, National Pro Club, FIFA Pro Clubs League. You know, and we have eight teams, uh, 20 teams are going to register, but we're starting the mini league at about this time, right now, as I'm speaking, with eight teams. You know, and these are teams that have been chosen from different places, you know, from Nigeria, from outside of Nigeria, of course, not being Nigeria. So these games are being played online. So for me, I would say that this is an opportunity for esports in Africa to actually grow. And, and trust me, if you can get um, rights online, the largest thing you can also get it right offline, but we'll move back to that point eventually. And I'd like to use this medium also to appeal especially to our telcos. Oh, for the love of God, this is the time to cash in. This is the time to jump, I mean, latch on to what is happening right now. So many gamers want to go online, there are so many tournaments that must be held online. If they can improve their services, if they can provide reliable um, data bundles, if they can give cheap bundles, you know, just to support the online gaming, you know, it's going to help a lot. Uh, I'll give an example about Zoom. Zoom has, I mean, they're going to worship their um, adult by $160 million, from what I read online. You know, it tells you that many people are taking activities online. You know, Microsoft Teams last week or so had about 32 million concurrent um, users on their platform, something that they have never had before. You know, so it tells you that there are so many activities that are going online, and so gaming also will go online. And I made bold to make this prediction to say that by the time COVID 19 is over, by the time all this madness is gone, we will never return to what we did before. We'll see businesses that will now say, oh, okay, you guys are working from home, we're able to save money. On rent, able to save money on stationery, able to save money on diesel generate, uh, diesel uh, consumption. Everybody stay home, or majority stay home. Some people, you know, so people will see the need. So people will see the sense, and actually, a lot of people work from home, and so probably, probably also we see a lot more games that are happening online. And so we need the telcos. I don't know about other countries, but speaking about Nigeria, Airtel, MTN, Glow. Nine mobile, 
Which other one is there? You guys, come on, come on. This is your opportunity. <laughs> Of donors in Nigeria, and if you are watching this podcast, whether you don't watch it now or later, please, this is an appeal, it's an opportunity for you. Come online, help us, we need you. Just start to give us back to you. Yeah, yeah. Does anyone want to add to what Marion has said? Well, uh, okay, Dr. Okay. Go. Doc. Uh, okay okay um uh, left for me you know i'm an avid gamer so forget that i'm a doctor <laughs> i play games <laughs> <a lot. laughs> um and um personally i feel that yes um uh, in fact for the past one week i've been playing online and i realized that all my friends that i couldn't play online with are suddenly online everybody's available you know people <laughs> People who you they, you won't see online before they are all online, and people are beginning to understand that um, gaming has a way of connecting people together. Um, you are doing something, and um, you are having fun while doing it. Um, it's also, as Quasi uh, earlier said, it makes it, you you can also teach. Even it, it, it's a platform for people to learn something and for skills development. So for me, I think um, I will agree with what Emmanuel has said. The world has actually changed with the COVID-19 pandemic, and we are not going back to how it used to be. A lot of uh, companies now have even let out their office spaces to leasing companies such as um, Regis or um, other companies to take over their space that they don't need it. So um, I think only essential services might be using their spaces at 100%. Every other service that's stopped might reconsider uh, new methods. And I feel that esports, this will be the best time for people to cash in. I, 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 as I said, uh, in fact, uh, a lot of, you know, we were, uh, Emmanuel was just appealing to uh, telecommunications. Yeah. Uh, you, you, the funny part is that uh, a lot of lapses have actually um, come up now that everybody is at home network is slow True. bandwidth yeah. sucks True. you know it it means that um, there is there is also room for improvement they need to work on their infrastructure as well if we are going to be talking about game because i remember i was playing call of duty warzone even before tapping shooting the person my latency was so bad my latency was so bad that i was just, I, I i was just dying i had to switch up you know, and the worst game that you can have latency is FIFA. When you are playing FIFA and your latency is bad, you know, the person has already dribbled you and he has scored. <laughs> you know, you will later now see, after a while, you will now see what happened. So um, these are the kind of things that need to be improved upon. Fiber optics, I think um, a lot of telcos were not paying attention to fiber optics. They have to do it now. This is the time for people to pay attention to all these te technologies working at home. I also implore um, tech developers to leverage on this time too. Who can, uh, an African can, des can design something that is Twitch-like and uh, we'll be able to see African content, African gamers can come out, even if it's on mobile platforms. Things like that can actually work for us. So I, I'm thinking that a lot of ideas will be coming out at this point. But to back up what Emmanuel said, the world is not going back to the way it used to be again. Ife. Okay, Wally, sorry, to quickly add to what you just said, uh, 
Um, even though we have a description in place, uh, there is free movement for essential services. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This is the best time. Exactly. This is the best time. No disruption to anything. Just go ahead and do it at this time. Mm -hmm. That's it. Because COVID will never come again. It won't come again now until like what? <laughs> Before you have something like this. No. Like no. We, we might. It won't. It won't come again. But I think it should be a virus that will be existing just that they'll be able to treat it like you go to your doc yeah to your doctor okay and you say you um, okay i even want to put something out speaking about um covid19 and viral infections generally see and the thing about viral infection is that you don't really treat it it actually it, it actually wears off it has a course it runs a course in your okay. body so it starts and then after that, it recedes after a while. What happens is that during that time, your body gets, your body systems get overwhelmed. So like um, the lungs get overwhelmed. So, and as a result of that, the person might not make it during that time. So whenever, um, the reason why you set up isolation centers and have ICUs and have ventilators is because during this time, you need to, during the time when the virus is potent, you need to ensure that the body systems do not compromise. And what happens is that when your immune system is back up, it programs and it fights those, uh, suppresses those viruses and wears them off. So that's why it comes and it goes. But really, there is no treatment per se for viruses. Um, that's why HIV still persists, because no matter what you do, it changes its DNA again and it's still there. So, but you can actually reduce you can reduce the viral load with the help of some drugs. So that is exactly the, um, that's exact, exactly the treatment module for um, viral infections. You, what you do is that you use something that destroys their replication or terminates or spoils their DNA, and then your body mops the rest up. So. Okay. So I, I just want to talk about, about four levels of engagement for esports and gaming in Africa within this time of COVID-19. And the first level is for gamers, Africa gamers. This is the time for Africa gamers to rise up and start creating content and begin beginning to do stuff. The, the second level, that should have been the first level, is for game studios in Africa to start creating games that are competitive for Africans to play. We've been, we, me and Ima and others have been talking about this for some time now that it will come to a time that we need to play our own games. And then that publishers will take us forward because look at the number of people playing FIFA now. Look at the number of people playing PUBG now. Look at the number of people playing. And even if you take only Af Africa alone, and mind you that we've been talking about the fact that in 10 years time, the youth population of Africa will be doubled. And who are those going to make money? These are going to be the financial powerhouse of, of the world will be in Africa. Because the youngest generation will be in Africa. And that will be maintained for over 50 to 100 years. You understand? So Africa in itself, and when you look at COVID, which, who are the people that are affecting? I mean, doctor can say that the old and the ages are dying off. So Africa still has a younger generation that can hold the fort for the world. 
you understand and able to come out with 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 the remedies and the the, the vaccine or the stuff that could really fight it off um this is on the flip side of things you know i will say that for africa even our food has some medicine inside i mean if you are eating a bayanagusi if by the time you finish eating it you know some medicine is inside i mean bitter <laughs> how can you eat, eat bitter leaf and fall sick? How can you eat? Actually, bitter leaf is medicinal. Bitter leaf is medicinal. Yes. How, it how, is. Okay. If I fall sick, look, this is how I treat myself. If I fall sick and I wait, give me to the on the third day, I find a a, a local bar and I go for very <laughs> nice pepper soup. Fufu and pepper soup. After I've eaten that, I'll be fine. All right. I eat. Oh, oh, I'm telling that, you. The that's truth. nice. That, that's nice. I, yeah, I, that's get really myself, nice. I get myself. I get myself some really hot pepper soup because that's what I've been trained from. Like my mom, if I'm sick, my mom will give me rice and light soup. You know, pepper soup. You eat oh, that you and. <laughs> And the truth is that these things are medicinal. All what we are talking about, they are medicinal. Yeah, from a medical perspective. Yeah. And okay. so uh, uh, the next step I want to talk about is uh, I spoke about the African game studios, the, the ability for them to, this is like time to cash in, develop apps or develop, um, Dr. made mention about that, that tech companies should take the opportunity to rise up and produce. You know, the reality of technology is that our reality is different from that of America, Europe, and Asia. Absolutely. Every technology that strives in Absolutely. Africa is to the core of the life of the people. Absolutely. You, you understand? Visa card, you compare Visa card to Memo. Why will Memo strive in Africa? Because it's the simplest form of transaction. You understand? In this time, that is we've using a Memo or a Momo to do more transaction than Visa. But yeah, Visa card will go. I mean, but I see the strong penetration of um, mobile money to mobile money transaction in Africa more than um, 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 Visa cards and MasterCards. The next step um, I will talk about is content creation. Um, doctor um, made mention about that, that we need platforms, platforms like YouTube, platforms like Twitch. Plat Why do we need platforms of, an, of our own? We need platforms of our own because our content now, when 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 I put content on YouTube, I get maybe like five, six views. But if we have our own platform similar to YouTube, Africans will go there and go and watch because this is specific to Africa and our content is quite curated different. I'll speak an example of Iroko TV and becoming bigger because is strictly local content production. Why is telenovela big in Mexico? Because it's strictly to their domain. You speak my language, I, I understand. The masses understand. 
you understand so we need platform we i'm looking for i want to hear esports event and the commentary is in yoruba the commentary is in Igbo. the commentary is in, you understand it's going to that is localization of our content that's localization of our i want to see a game where the guys are speaking maybe Igbo or yoruba or hausa or something like that so that is another key for us to drive on i think that um when it comes to technology and 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 these things that that works for us and to talk on 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 online gaming it's becoming bigger and bigger for africa and that has been our spirit um awareness creation um Ima spoke about Nigeria versus uh, Guadalupe. Uh, I think there's going to be more on that. Um, there's Ghana versus Zimbabwe along the line. There is um, Africa Esports Championship on its own is moving online. You understand? Majority of the content, majority of the preliminary um, engagement will be online. I'm just breaking the news to you because I know that this will be discussed or has been shadow to be discussed but africa esports championship basically which will be hosted should i say it Tima? <laughs> I, I, I will spill the beans now but i know that it will be hosted by two countries but it will be moved <laughs> online go on go on I, I, um, we, we we have a platform now called Play Arena, um, and Play Arena is our, our online platform that will be start. We started doing events beginning of last year, and so far um, we are basically an online community and social platform. So online is becoming a tool for us to. And COVID, as he must said, hasn't really changed everything for us Africans. It is a tool for us to really create great things and great experiences. Okay, thank you very much for that. So a few things you guys mentioned that I just want to add to Emmanuel, you were pleading to the telecos. Um, I don't know how accurate this information is by head. Um, MTN is working on a bundle and they are just you know looking at how it will work out for gamers. I don't know how how accurate that information is, but I was I was just told that MTN is working on a game bundle for for gamers. So I think you know I think they're ahead of the curve for that compared to others. And you know how Africa is once one person does it, and a lot of people are jumping into it, then the <laughs> then the others. And, 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 and let me give you another big one. This is another big one. I know. Um, I've been privy to a meeting where MTN is bridging gaps with Microsoft. And very soon, you could use your memo to buy games from the Microsoft store. So that is big for Africans. So you don't need a Visa card or you don't need... So, and, and I spoke to them about the problem that we have, as in we don't have localization or any region in the... Um, PSN and the Xbox space. So I think um, M MTN Africa um, is trying to do some wild things with Microsoft. And um, I hope that that goes well. And 
it's it gives opportunity for Africa gamers. If I also quickly respond to your question about FTM, I won't mention any name, but we actually talked with Telco, with two others on the line, you know, and one of the things we're discussing is for them to make, for them to support the gaming industry in Nigeria by providing a special bundle that will be affordable for gamers and for that particular data, the internet service, to be reliable and not ready to play online and not be at disadvantage when they are playing people out of Nigeria. Um, we had a terrible experience just last evening when um, our guy from Nigeria played his guy from Dominique. Um, the guy from Dominique is actually killed at the server, and so there was a lot of lag on the side of the Nigerian guy. And the Nigerian guy was getting good luck, he was getting badly, but not because of money. And that's where you got a lot. You know, you're skilled, you're good, and all of that. And then things are taken out of your hands. I mean, you haven't fulfilled of that. And then it makes it look like you know what you're doing. You know, so um, that, that's what we are working on that. For Telco to actually buy this Okay, thank you very much for that. And to butcher what Chrissy said about um, African game developers and African studios. I think there are actually so many in the shadows, just like we have most gamers in the shadows also. I've been, uh, you know, I've been opportune to run into a few of them and they've given me their games to play. Um, sadly, there's none that's into competitive gaming. It's just um, basic um, adventure and stuff. But like Chrissy said, instead of us playing Tekken and Street Fighter, we have historians in every country, or you have little gods in every country. You can have a combat game that kind of touches all of them. So you're talking about, instead of having raiding in Mortal Kombat, you can have Shango, God of Thunder. You can have, you know, you can have- um, Shaka the Zulu. Exactly. You can have Princess Zainab. Exactly. And yeah. all those could be characters for a combat game in Africa. It, it is it is possible um i'll give kudos to the game developers but i think they need to do more and think outside the box and when i and chrissy spoke earlier on on the afro gamer podcast he said something about you know having a soccer game with all the clubs in africa instead of we having to you know play brazil play psg why are we not using you know, i mean nigeria is not even on fifa nigeria is not on fifa yes so there's nothing wrong with me going into that game and picking um um what's it called um and Keza chiefs in in south africa to play i don't have to pick a european team or pick because i support arsenal i have to pick arsenal there i think that's another avenue thing someone needs to look at I know, you know, funding could be a problem because a few of them have said, you know, they're trying to raise funds for this, they're trying to raise funds for that. Um, hopefully, you know, we can actually shed more light on esports as a whole in Africa so that that investment can come in. In my perfect world, I would want us to have an esports fund for Africa. So you come, you sell your, yeah, you sell your proposal to the fund managers and say this is the project this is for africa this is how it's going to work and you know the fund managers will say okay fine we can we can 
pull out um what's it called uh one million dollars or, or whatnot and the good thing about it is people will play trust me if you have a combat game that has shakadi zulu that has princess zainab shango and the host of others i mean now I, I will pay for it not just you the, the asians that play Tekken will definitely yes. play so it is not it's is it not just it's not just going to be for africa the the world trust me the world will play it so the the the, the 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 issues now is that um everything rise and fall on leadership in africa right so um when it comes to establishing the support that these game industries need they need the government needs to fund them the government needs to come in and help because these are industries that needs high tech we need to you see i say that the equipment and the, the substitution of machinery that EA have, okay? It's not that Africans can't use a model after these things. They can't. And we can build a game with good mechanism and mechanics, game mechanism, just like EA, just like any other game. But because Africa, we our, our our hardware base is not that strong. But you need mm. money to these machines. You need money to buy them. You understand? I, I'm I'm looking at uh, an ordinary African game studio doesn't have that muscles to to develop that high grade A triple A rated game. To you will need that kind of funding to do that. And we need support from 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 and, and to talk about um, even another step on the flip side of things, this is an opportunity for our FAs, football FA. You know, I anytime I speak to him, we go we go like, what is wrong with us? You know, like this is you look at esports. This is a good opportunity for for our efforts to develop esports for every team it's just a command to say every local team should have an esports component or get an esports team in place that will spark up an esports revolution with every team mm -hmm. every single team imagine all the teams in nigeria or in ghana having an esports component Whilst now they are not playing physically, the esports side will be what will be working. Will be working. And too. now esports is attractive to brands. So if your local team is struggling to get a brand, the esports side will be able to get a brand because the visibility is there. One, they will be creating content more regularly. Because that is what you look at hundred thieves. There are three principles they are one, they produce content, two, they are an esports team battling for um in tournaments, and three, they sell apparels. An esports team, an esports team of any local um, 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 football FC can do this and try to bring in resources. Already you have the fan base. So an esports team is just an addition. You get it. So if Kotoko and Al Alali is playing, now that they are not playing physically, why can't they play virtually? Mm -hmm. 
And this also goes to Kaf. What is Kaf doing? We, me and Ima and other guys have sent numerous of letters, communication to these guys, no reply. Now we are tired. We will do our own thing. I'm good. Um, Nigeria Esports League is going on without anybody funding them. Have we seen any sponsor on their on their posters? And sometimes it is our personal money that we feed into these events. Very true. It's our it's in our individual money, our salary we put back into esports building in Africa, because brands managers don't understand the space. If they should understand the space, they call up for meeting. We go for the meeting. We tell them this and A, B, C, D should be done. They don't do it, and they go and find something else. Well, I mean, I say that everything rise and fall on leadership in Africa. If our leaders will think through and know that the next generation of, 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 of young people are smart and tech savvy, they will look into esports for um, development and, and socioeconomic growth. This conversation about leadership is 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 conversation for another day and how it how it impacts, <laughs> how it impacts esports. Um, it has been a wonderful conversation. I want us to close with this question. This question is shown to everyone to to answer. Um, if you are to narrow it down, what would you say is the one thing that is affecting the growth of esports in Nigeria in Africa? That is shown to every everyone to answer. Uh, I, I, I won't look far from it. Um, um, back to my three principles of esports growth in Africa, which is the triple A. A, A, A um, the first is acceptance. Um, um, awareness, first to create awareness. Second is to create accept it. Once you create awareness, you talk about it, people get to know about it, they accept it. And three is recognition. Then people will want to pay for it to be developed. So um, the three stages, awareness, acceptance, recognition. And these three principles must be accepted by leadership. Without leadership, the, the ship cannot move. Without the leadership, um, without the right pilot to pilot the plane, the plane cannot move. So we need good leadership. I mean, but good leadership also comes with money. <laughs> you don't have money, you can't move. Can't so we're running, we running, we running Africa Esports on our own budget. We need we need a big finances from this brands. And when it comes to esports, the sad thing is that normally uh, Ima will bear me out to say that when we we go and sit down with brands to talk about esports in africa for them to come and partner or to sponsor the first thing they go how many what are the numbers what you know they're looking at um numbers if people register with maybe 15 naira, how much would they get they were doing the mass but esports is different in a little bit different right when you talk about esports you're looking at longevity you're looking at um, future brand affinity. You want to create trust with a younger generation and build a, a, a movement with that. 
so there's the if you want me to show you now 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 how many numbers i can tell you that oh i have this number of people in, in this number of gamers fine but how many of these gamers are equipped to game how many of them have the money to buy data and play online you understand but mm -hmm. you need to create the experience there you mtn um eltel um, um glow you need to create the avenue for it to grow you can look at uh, a sponsor like dhl sponsoring esl what has dhl got to do but they found a way to get into esports yeah you understand and for them it is building a brand that is longevity now DHL is shipping headset to gamers prefer to use DHL because they've seen DHL sponsoring what a gaming event. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, you, you get yeah. it. So I will end it here for Imatu Mova. Right. Uh, so in my opinion, um, according to the question, from narrowing down, you know what I'm going to say in the next time I'm going to say it is a demonstration of um, we cry a lot for support as um, right around us going out on the drive. You know, what I think is missing is um, people have not really understood the value of this sport. Okay. We probably have not done a good enough job to demonstrate that value. Because trust me, trust me, trust me, brands are looking for things like this. And if they believe in it, they will hold back, they will put their money into them for the so they probably have not seen that yet, and so are holding out for what they are seeing with it, how legitimate, how authentic are their claims. So, because um, you look at if you look at other industries like the music industry, uh, if a whiskey were to hold the concert in Lagos now, brand would be begging you with money. Yeah, true. Um, Nollywood today is the second largest. Industry in the world, we're even bigger than Hollywood in the US. You know, biggest by I mean, we're bigger by volume. You know, not volume, yes, sure. You know, so it tells me that these industries are growing because there's funding going into them, and funding is going into them because people understand the value they bring, cultural values, the business side of it, you know, and um, the expression of what we, I mean, entertainment, you know. So if esports is also able to demonstrate that value, well or not. Trust me, trust me, our phones will be buzzing every single day with people from us. Yeah, thank you very much. Dr. Wale, what, your addition, please. Um, I, I think just to round off, I, I think the final thing um, that I would just like to add to all that has been said, it might not be the major thing, but I feel access is an issue. Um, when you see the average African is battling for what he will eat. And um, one thing I've gotten to realize is that only privileged people can access esports as it is, as it stands now. When I, well, let, let me elaborate. Um, if you can buy data, if you can buy data, eh, it means say you don't get something to chop for house. Yeah, you get you know, <laughs> yes, and, and the fact is, the fact remains yeah. that many, yeah, many Africans are battling with what they will eat. Mm -hmm. Talk less of mm -hmm. 
weird, yeah, stockless of other things like buying data subscription, Netflix, and all of that. So I think the most important thing is what is the quality of life for an average African to enjoy esports? Then can it be subsidized such that Africans can actually access it, access this platform and leverage on it to, be, to make their lives better? If that can happen, if we can bring a meeting point between those two things where access to esports can be key, I believe that it can change. Um, an average African can see it as a platform where instead of going into Yahoo Yahoo, they look at it and say that, well, no, but that's the truth. If they, yes, they, they, yes, they will see it as a viable alternative. And to see it as a viable alternative, people need to be able to access it. And I feel that right now, as it is, access might be a serious trouble. Although it has been so, it has been coming down over the past few years, but I think it has not yet gotten to that point where people. I'm a doctor. Emmanuel also that I know is is well to do. Many of us that are here, I know we are all well to do. We are all salary earners one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, you know the, the point the, the point is we can access data um in other countries if i don't know i i are you in the u.s yes i am yeah yes um you know um the, oh, the okay. yeah the, the percentage of what you earn yeah the percentage of what you earn when you look at what you pay for your data the percentage of that an African cannot actually afford to take a percentage of what he or she has just to buy data anyhow. You see, everybody is always looking at their data. Each time they are streaming, they are mm -hmm. like, ah, my, my data won't finish, you know, that kind of a thing. So I think um, the, when we are talking about access, we, we, need, to, we need to be able to put it, uh, we, we, um, the, the cost of data has to be put into serious consideration so that people can access it better. You know, one of one of the things, yes, one of the things that made um, Nollywood blow was because people could afford to buy video cassettes anywhere. Uh, mm -hmm. 150, you just buy a movie, you watch it, and they, they realize that, oh, so many eyes are seeing these things. Why don't we use um, this leverage on these platforms to advertise? So the thing is, let's just be prayerful and hope that these telcos actually take it seriously, that they reduce the cost of data and the cost of accessing internet platform. I'm telling you, just like mobile mobile banking, it will just explode. Just give it time, it will explode. Let me let me let me round up with 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 what you we just said. Um, I think it still falls falls under the category. I agree with you totally, Dr. Wally, but I think it still falls under the category of what Emmanuel said of demonstration yeah. of value. Yes. Because sure. you have majority of the youths majority as much as you say this this youth is well to do with or this mm -hmm. youth is um you know living hand to mouth once they have a smartphone even if it is the cheapest of smartphones they have facebook yes so data is big data is 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 running for something for something they are doing on that phone demonstration of value comes when as much as I can only afford data for Facebook. If I can see that there is actually value added mm -hmm. in gaming and esports, I would 
say, okay, fine, I'll most likely reduce the time I spend on Facebook and play XYZ game because of the value I see in it. That's one angle. Now, to me, before demonstration of value, I think one thing that is affecting esports in Africa as a whole is unity. I believe unity would lead to the demonstration of value. If everyone is in agreement that, fine, this is the roadmap, this is what we're doing, then we can now say, okay, fine, this is the value we want to add and we want others to see it. As, as, as we are now, there are so many missing puzzles. Everyone trying to do their own thing, you know, mm -hmm. no names mentioned. I respect the president's trying to, you know, bring out that brotherhood arm and say, okay, you guys, everyone come in to the same canopy. Let's all do it together. Till we figure out that and we're all unified, then we can as well just go ahead and demonstrate value afterwards. If many stakeholders are still doing what they want to do and not coming together to have one unified front, we're going to still struggle in showing value and what what esports actually does to Ghana, what it will do to Nigeria, what it will do to Cameroon. So I think mm -hmm. unity should be first, in my opinion. Definitely, definitely. I agree. Definitely. I agree. And I think that's what esports Nigeria is trying to do. Oh, esports, esports Nigeria and Ghana Esports Association, if not for anything, that is that is their, their motto. They are, they are reaching out to me. <laughs> Nepa, you see, I'm in Nigeria. <laughs> they don't take light now. This, this is another issue. <laughs> yeah. this, this is another issue that I would we would have to talk about. Thank God I have an inverter. <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 all, we're all done now. I also uh, like to use <laughs> to. You know to thank Imagine you were playing you were playing fifa and it, it goes off just just imagine <laughs> just imagine just imagine i'm on war i'm on war zone right now and let's say i'm the oh, you, I'm you are dead. To, yeah you i'm are about dead, to be the last man standing and then <laughs> it's just crazy yeah so let me <laughs> yeah, we often we need to appeal to them too. <laughs> yeah, so, so so many people to, to appeal to. Um, mm -hmm. like I said, let me use this opportunity to thank um Emmanuel and Kwesi. They have done wonderful work in esports, not just yeah. in, not just in their it's country. Really appreciated. Yeah, yes, not just in their country, oh. but Africa as a whole. They they are the the frontliners for for africa in terms of esports i'm not saying that they, they are the only ones so, so if any other president sees this oh, they, i'm just you know giving a shout out they, to, to both of them there are so many of them um yeah. we can't mention them they are all of them yeah. i mean oh, oh, shout out to all our brothers exactly. uh, in the fort behind the scenes um from yeah, so, oh, south oh, to east exactly to, so, to to the north of africa um, mm -hmm. we are in this together so exactly I mean, and hopefully they can also come on this to you know share their own views yeah on, yeah 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 you know, definitely on, definitely 
And Dr. Wally, thank you so much. You are oh, sincerely appreciated. Yeah, you are, you are transported. You know, <laughs> you were the one for esports. You were the one for you know the health. So thank you very much. Oh, sincerely appreciated. I am so glad to be with you today, and I hope we can do this again. And, oh. <laughs> If, if not this COVID, um, there's a doctor, um, I think, um, a, a friend of mine, she's a, she's a doctor for, for the NBA 2K, uh, I think, okay. uh, um, Washington something, something. They were coming to Ghana to come and do one, um, a project. Um, so I, I know that we haven't scratched the surface of eSports health. Which is mm -hmm. which we need doctors and our own doctors to speak to our gamers, how gamers can really take care of themselves and stuff like that. So I'm I'm happy Dr. Wale is in the in the space. He's a doctor who understands the gaming in the space. And possibly one day you will have a, a gaming hospital. <laughs> Hopefully. I, I, I actually do have a hospital and uh, maybe I might once we have that market created. Who knows? I might be the first to jump on it. Be the one to create it because even I think is is it Boston or Maryland? I can't remember what state is that. There's actually esports health. All they do is they cater to just kids who have kids. yeah who have cancer who have this and that and yep. just to them they play games yep. they compete. That is all they do. If you invite yep. them to anything else, if it's not Health sports in esports in health healthcare, they will say okay, you know, it's not something for them. They will they will push you, they will push you elsewhere. So I think That's we can time. we can merge that esports in health and philanthropy gaming because Africa with all its social economic issues needs needs philanthropy. Yeah, so I think like we said, I mentioned before, that can also be a tool for that using yeah. esports. So once again. Thank you very much for taking our time. And oh, thank you so much, Ife. We can do this again. Thank you too. Yes, thank yeah, you so definitely. much. Yeah. Okay, guys, enjoy your week. All right, yeah, Emmanuel. Yeah. We are right. going to the war zone. I'm seeing Emmanuel in war zone. So here we go. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Ivan, I'll, I'll send you a FIFA, a FIFA battle. You can connect with us on Twitter at theafrogamer underscore, on Instagram at theafrogamer, Facebook, the official Afro Gamer. Thank you for listening to the Afro Gamer podcast. See you next time.
Yes. Hey, thank you viewers for